Hello, and thanks for listening to PXP Podcast. It's a show about leadership, self-development, personal growth, and accountability. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow. Now, you can catch our podcast on almost any platform or directly from our website at pxppodcast.com. To hear it hot off the press, check out our host on the Podbean app. If you have questions or want to hear a particular topic discussed or even want to be a guest on the show, connect with me on social and send me a message. Now, are you ready to kick off today's episode? All right, here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is and wherever you may be listening. I'm super glad that you joined us. And, you know, I'd, I'd even be more glad if we were in your podcast lineup on a regular basis. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you don't ever miss an episode. That would be cool. I'm coming to you live from the office today, and that is the closet office. We had some uh, stormy weather come through last night. They even canceled some of the school events. They thought it was going to be worse than it was. Thankfully, it wasn't too bad. So uh, we got about uh, an inch and a quarter of rain last night. But uh, so it cooled down a little bit and uh, just enjoying the day in the office today and sharing this episode with you. I jumped into the world of TikTok lately. And so trying to figure out how the content creator algorithms work and what makes videos show up on the For You pages and You know, I'm testing different formats and options and colors and lengths of videos and backgrounds and all those sort of things. So I'll let you know how that goes, but jump over and follow me and let me know what you think of the videos. So they all mirror the content that you hear on PXP, but it's just little short snippets. So I'm trying to post a video each day. So you you end up getting a little bit more content more often anyway than uh, what you do from PXP because we don't post every day. We don't have a new episode every day. We did it one time. We were trying to put out an episode every day, but it it just got to be, you know, entirely too much. And so we have scaled that back some, but we're trying to do a, a TikTok every day just to put you out a little bit of content. But uh, so go over and follow us. The uh, the name on our TikTok is the Yarrow, T-H-E-Y-A-R-R-O-C-H. And as I said that, I just got to thinking, you know, I might change that to PXP podcast. So Look for The Yarrow. If you don't find that, then um, look for PXP Podcast. And if you can't find that for some reason, just look for the hashtag PXP Podcast, and it'll pull up one of our podcasts, and then you can you can like it that way because I'm tagging all the videos with PXP Podcast, uh, hashtag PXP Podcast. So, uh, but leave us some comments on which type of video you like the best and the format and all that, and we're, we're, we're really trying to pare it down and tailor it to, you know, what you guys want to hear most, so... Yesterday's TikTok video is something that we're going to expand on a little bit in today's podcast episode, and that may happen from time to time. So in the video, it talked about how so many people want to have the title of manager or supervisor or leader or whatever you want to call it, uh, but very few want to actually do or maybe even have the concept of the things that go along with what that role really means. And just for the sake of simplicity, for the duration of this podcast, I'm, I'm probably just going to use the word leader or leadership or something like that. But, but I mean someone that is responsible for someone else, somebody that has direct reports, whether that's a manager or a supervisor or a director or a team leader or whatever you want to call them. But I'm just going to use the word leader. Uh, you know, all those words 
get so uh, they're, they're used in so many different capacities, aren't they? I mean, when you think of a manager, does it bring a particular managerial style to mind versus when you think of a leader or you think of uh, a supervisor? They all kind of, you know, we have our biases on what that title, what kind of managerial style that brings to mind. And that comes from people that we've worked with in the past. And so if you had somebody who their title was supervisor and they had a particular managerial style, your mind then probably associates the title supervisor with that style of management. And same goes for manager or leader or director, or whatever. So anyway, boy, I, I exhausted that, didn't I? So what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to use the word leader throughout this. And so just, just know that I'm talking about all those people. So what we're talking about is that the role of a leader is not focused on having authority or telling people what to do. And as I said that, my mind was taken back about 25 years to one of my first roles as a supervisor. So I'm in that role. And let me just say this. I was absolutely horrible. And I mean horrible with a capital H. It was bad. I thought my job was to tell people what to do and they would just do it just like that, just because I said it. And guess what? Sometimes they did what I asked and sometimes they didn't. And sometimes they might've even done the exact opposite of what I asked them to do. And I was so confused because I thought, wait a second, I don't understand. We are giving them a paycheck in return for them doing what I tell them to do. So why is it not working out like it should? And then in addition, I was under the, I was under direction of somebody else that had absolutely no idea how to lead. And so I was destined for failure. And I remember one of my direct reports didn't complete a daily task that was supposed to be done by a certain time of the day. And I ended up writing up this guy. I wrote up a two-page memo that just blasted him for his lack of motivation and his lack of attention to detail and, you know, what could happen if these things weren't done and his failure to obey my direct order. And it went on and on and on and on. And I, I can remember thinking, I'll show him, right? I'm going to, I'm going to write this memo up and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to use fancy words and I'm going to uh, use long explanations to prove my point. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that it, it did not have the desired effect that I wanted it to have. And, and truthfully, if I could find that guy today, and I've thought about this before, like I almost want to put forth some effort to go find him and uh, and for some reason, if if there's any chance in the world that he's listening to this, uh, I need to apologize. So I was wrong in so many ways. And the fact is, I thought my job was to boss people around because that's what I learned from my supervisor. I saw a meme a week or two ago, and it said, being a leader is getting people to do what you want them to do, even if they don't want to do it or something like that. Being a leader is getting people to do what they don't want to do. And I thought to myself, how much more wrong can that be? Being a leader is not about getting people to do what they don't want to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's going to be times in our careers and we've all experienced this and, and you know, you'll experience it again. There's going to be times in our careers when we have to do something that's not exactly what we want to do, but that shouldn't be the norm. And it definitely shouldn't be the motivation or the goal of that leader. If I was working for someone whose goal was to get me to do something I didn't want to do, 
how would I feel about that leader? It reminds me of an old slogan. It's in the sales industry, but it says something like, I can sell ice I can sell an ice cube to an Eskimo. You know, I'm such a good salesperson that I can sell an ice cube to an Eskimo. Have you heard that before? There used to be a poster with that saying on it. And it was supposed to be an indicator of someone that could really sell a really great salesman. And I always objected to that notion. I mean, think about it. How much value am I bringing to that Eskimo if I sell him an ice cube, right? I mean, he doesn't need an ice cube. So by selling that to him, I'm selling him something he doesn't need. And when he figures that out, I'm going to be the one that looks like a jackass. And am I ever going to be able to sell that Eskimo anything ever again, right? I don't know how I even got on that, but I guess it just came to mind. Anyway, what was I even talking about? Oh, yeah. So the leader gets people to do what they don't want to do. That, that was the meme. And I was like, seriously, how backwards is that? I mean, I guess if you were wanting to have zombies working for you, maybe that's the way to go. But if your goal is to have team members that love to come to work, that go all in, and that produce at a high capacity, getting them to do what they don't want to do is only going to last for a short period of time. And then they're going to leave or they're going to run you off. The goal of a leader should not simply to be be in charge. And we all know somebody whose goal was just that, right? I mean, think back over your career. Um, and if even if you're young in your career, think back to maybe high school or college. And there's just those people that just always want to be in charge, right? They have to be in charge and they can't. If they're not in charge, it's almost like, well, I don't, if I can't be in charge, then, you know, I'm going to take my toys and go to another sandbox, they just want to have the title and they just want to be in charge. And they think it's all about them. Like they've arrived and and like this is the biggest part. They think that it's their time to shine, right? So they've been promoted to this position and now it's all about them and the light is on them and it's their time to shine. And the fact is the truth could not be any further from that. When you become a leader, it's not about you anymore. I mean, if you want accolades, then you stay the team member because that's where the accolades should be going. I mean, when you're a leader, it's all about the people, the success of the team and the coaching and mentoring them to be the very best that they have to offer in an environment where they love to come to work. I'm going to say that again because I've got it printed out and pasted up here in the office because this is, this is what I think a leader should be all about. So if you want to write this down, then here it goes. So It's all about the people, the success of the team, and coaching and mentoring them to be the very best that they have to offer in an environment where they love to come to work. So let's break that down. The first thing I said was it's all about the people. The people are those that you're put in a position to lead, those that report to you or that you have some level of influence over. Those are now your responsibility. And it's up to you to make sure that they're taken care of. That might mean that you have to run interference with leadership above you. I've done that infinite number of times, right? As a leader, sometimes you have to take the butt chewing, right, from senior management while you're trying to make the environment for the team productive. And so you run interference, right? It definitely means that you take ownership for their actions, 
If you've never read or listened to Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, I cannot encourage you enough to go get it today and to start reading or listening. It, it has to be in your library. They, they came out with a second book after that. It's called The Dichotomy of Leadership, and it's the sequel to Extreme Ownership. And it's good, but Extreme Ownership is amazing. So you start with Extreme Ownership and then move on to The Dichotomy of Leadership. It will change you, and it's going to create an entirely different style of leadership than you practice, probably. You're going to now be responsible for their training, for their actions, for their successes and their failures. Yes, you heard me right. You're responsible for their failures. If they mess up, you take responsibility. If they have successes, then you let them shine. You don't have to take credit for someone when your team does well. Let them bask in the praise. Those that matter, those that are looking at the situation, they'll know who helped them win. It can just be left unsaid. Let that team get the praise. Okay, so now the next thing that I said dealt with the success of the team. And again, it's all about the team. Again, it's not about you. It's about the team and how the team can be successful. Everyone should all be working together collectively to make the team successful. I have a note up in the office that says, people want to work with other like-minded people working towards a common goal where they feel like they're making a difference. People want to work with other like-minded people working towards a common goal and feel like they're making a difference. And that's what team is all about. And then lastly, I mentioned coaching and mentoring. Now, if you're not a people person, you probably won't make a good leader. You've got to be willing to get down on any level to help anyone on the team. I mean, you should lock arms with them, help them through their tough times, be compassionate when they need it. Team members are still human, and they go through things in their lives, internal or external to the workplace, that can spill over into all parts of their day. Tell me that you have never ever came to work with a shitty attitude that originated outside the workplace. Of course you have, and I have too. Probably more than my fair share. I can be a jerk sometimes. I try not to be, but that's just a matter of fact. You got to be understanding. Of course, that shouldn't be the norm, right? Uh, But when someone is struggling, don't hesitate to offer them some assistance. Maybe offer to lighten their load for the day. Maybe take some of their work on yourself. Put it on your plate for the day. If you, in a leadership position, think about this. If you took on some of the responsibility of a coworker because they were struggling to allow them a chance to just breathe for the day, or maybe they're going through something where they need to go, you know, to an appointment or two, or they've got to make some phone calls or something, you know, they're going through something that requires them to be a little distracted, right? I mean, we've all gone through something. And, and say that you take some of their workload off of them for that day or you, you say, look, I'll, I'll take care of this. I'll, I, I got this for the rest, you know, the next, the last two hours of the day. You go, go do what you got to do, right? How much more will that person go to the ends of the earth the next time that you ask them for a little extra help? I mean, it goes both ways. We want to demand 110% of our people, but then we don't give them 110% back when they need it. I mean, we expect them to come in and, and, and work, you know, nonstop from the time they walk in the door to the time they leave. And, and look, I'm all for people 
putting in an, an honest day's work. So don't don't misread what I'm saying. I am I'm a workaholic, and so I'm all for hey, keep up with me. And I think people should put in an honest day's work. But I also understand that people are human, and things happen, and things come up, and there's things in life that need to be dealt with. And it's up to that leader to identify those things. Know your people enough so that when something is just a little off, you recognize it. And look, they may not want to talk about it. Look, they may say, hey, I'm good. I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine. No worries. I got this. So be it. But you've offered to step in and and be that help, to be that coach, to be that mentor, right? To help them through if they need it. Your role is to coach them to be better in fact, as cliche as it sounds, it, your role is to to help them to be the best version of themselves. I want to help them to be a better team member for sure. But I also care about their family life, about their hobbies, about their whatever life, right? To be a better husband or to be a better wife or father or mother or a friend or a son or a daughter or whatever you want to insert right there. We underemphasize the level of impact that our lives outside of work have on our contributions at work. Did, did you hear what I said? We underemphasize that, that things that happen outside of work, they do have an impact on what we do at work. And if you can help someone be a better all-around person, if you can help someone be better all around, then that's a win for them, for their family, for you, and for the company. But listen, that takes work. It takes an investment. It takes time for sure. And it means that you have to care enough to pour into someone. You've got to care enough to know that person and to to know what makes them tick and to know when something's off. You can't sit up in your office and you know expect that you're going to understand the lives of the people that work for you. That also means that you yourself have to be poured into And that's a whole nother podcast in itself. But you can't give what you don't have. And so I would just, I'd ask you this very, very briefly. What are you doing to to make you better? What self-development things are you doing? What coaching and mentoring are you seeking out to, to make you a better leader, to make you a better husband or wife or father or that whole list of things? What are you doing to be better? The tone that you set. Think about this. As a leader, you're looked to for a lot of different things, and tone is one of those. The tone that you set, the actions that you take, those things become the culture of your department or your company, depending on your role, whatever, you know, however high up you are in that in, in that organizational chart. Your actions and and the tone that you set, the leadership style that you have, you drive culture. I was in round three of an interview recently with the COO of a company. It was for a director role. And when we got on the Zoom, he told me, look, Jamie, you've made it this far. I'm not going to really ask you any interview questions. Like you've already proven your ability to do the job. Mostly, I just want to have a conversation. And I want to talk about culture. That was what was important to him, culture. And I was super excited about it because I'm huge on culture and relationships and leadership styles and all that kind of stuff. And 
And he was interested in my view on culture and how it aligned with his view and the company culture as a whole. And it was certainly refreshing to know that culture mattered, you know, to this COO, to this leader. So let's see if we can put a bow on today's episode. If you're, if you're working toward a leadership role, I would ask you this, why do you want to be a leader? Is it because you want to be in charge? And if that's the case, I submit to you that you don't need to be in that position. I've always said you never give someone authority that cannot live without it. Let that sink in for a second. I would encourage you to reevaluate your motives and see if you're ready to be a leader in the sense that we've talked about today. And then I would encourage you to find a mentor or a coach that you respect as a leader. And if you don't know someone, reach out to me offline, uh, send me a message on social, and ask them to help you. Secondly, if you're already in a leadership position, what's your approach? Are you just doing what you've always seen done? And that is maybe to flex your authoritative muscles. I got my air quotes going here. Your authoritative muscles. And get people to do what you want them to do, even if it's not something that they want to do. Or are you striving to be a leader that understands people and takes ownership and gives credit and builds up the team and coaches and mentors and puts time in to learn what all your direct reports are like, what makes them tick? When I have this conversation with current leaders, you know, sometimes they are in the role of where they're just flexing their muscle. And, and that's, bec- that's because that's all they've ever known. It's, it's not a dig on that leader. They just didn't have any, uh, any training. You know, they didn't have an example to follow. And so it, they're just in that role where they're, they're, they're in charge and they're trying to get people to do what they don't want to do. And they say, well, I'm worried if I, if I change my leadership style that I'll lose the respect of the team. Well, if that's you, can I let you in on a little secret? They probably don't respect you now. The good news is it's not too late to make the switch. Look, you can still be a leader that people respect and, and still care about people. You can have both of those things at the same time. And, and, and actually, if you change your leadership style, and it, it may not change overnight, but if you work towards a leadership style that is one that is uh, comes from a, a, a heart of of coaching and mentoring and wanting to see people do better and taking ownership and all that stuff that we've talked about, your team is actually going to be forever grateful that you did. And they will get this. They will actually help you to become that leader. I know it's crazy, right? So lastly, if you're a senior leader or maybe an owner or a founder or whatever your title is, but you're responsible for placing others in a position of leadership. Okay. So this is for you. Think about the reason that you choose the people that you do, all right? Why do you choose them in particular? Maybe just think about some of the people that you've recently promoted and think, why did I pick those people? Is it because they've worked there forever? Because they've got longevity or they, they've shown you loyalty? And maybe they don't have the greatest leadership skills, but you just feel like they've earned it. Maybe it's because you don't have any other choices, right? I mean, Sometimes we're put in a position where we need somebody in a leadership role and look, I just don't have any other choice. This person is the best choice I have. Maybe it's because they're a suck up, you know, they, they want to go to lunch with you. They, you know, they've scratched your back before and you feel like you owe them 
Well, listen, those are all disasters in the making. There's no surprise or no secret that the great resignation is in full swing. And we don't need to be reminded that retention is a challenge for a lot of companies. Now, is it a, is it a greater challenge for companies with a bad culture? Absolutely, right? Those with a good culture are losing less employees than those with a bad culture. Uh, remember, people don't, this is, gen, this is a generality, right? But people don't generally leave bad companies, they leave bad bosses, right? So people will work for a company that's eh, maybe, you know, mediocre if they've got a great leader that they're working for, right? But even a great company, if someone has a bad boss, they're probably looking somewhere else. So think about the people you choose and how are they going to affect the culture? Let, let me back up and say something. If your company has a problem with retention, I would take a serious evaluation at my leadership team. If your company has a, has a, has a problem with retention, I would look hard and, and deep at my leadership team and how they lead and the culture that they lead by uh, and all those things like just think about everything we talked about today and 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 compare measure your leaders up against the type of leader that you'd really want to have do they lead with a servant leadership mindset or is their motivation to be the one in charge uh, maybe you don't know how to pick the right person or you don't have the resources to coach and mentor your leaders to be better and if that's the case i've said this a thousand times reach out to me via one of my social accounts, uh, just you know, send me a message, DM me, post it, however you want to get to me. Send me a message and I'll help guide you through the process. Uh, ultimately, it's you that provides direction. So you got to make sure that it's the right direction. Well, that's about all the time I've got for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of PXP. I sure did. And don't forget to subscribe and share us with your friends. If you like PXP, chances are your five best friends will too. And there's no reason to be holding back. Let, let them enjoy the podcast as well. But most of all, what I tell you every single episode is, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. My name is Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing day.